Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, powered by Greg Fay Insurance. Go to gregfayinsurance.com and get your quote today. Friends, I'm so excited to do this deeper dive episode with you after taking a week off for the holidays. It's good to be back. If you're new to the deeper dive, what we do here is we take a snippet from last week's episode and we just dive a little deeper into it. We always talk about the interview episode and what happened And this week's interview episode was... Wow. As a matter of fact, one of my friends texted me and said that what he appreciated so much about the episode was that it was so honest. And the guy on the episode is just a great dude. His name is Truman Harris III, and he wrote a book called Killing the Code. Killing the Code is all about killing the generational man code that was passed down from his father to him and what he's trying to do with his sons. It's an incredible testimony to how God works from one generation to the next. So I thought it might be wise for us to talk a little bit about the idea of the sins of the father. Now, in the Old Testament, specifically in Exodus and in Numbers, one of the things that we see is this idea about generational sin. Exodus 25 says, You shall not bow down to put them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, I'm a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Or in Numbers 14, 18, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving inequity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the inequity of the father upon the sons to the third and fourth generation. Deuteronomy says something similar. And so what we see in the Old Testament is this generational sin that gets passed down to the third or fourth generation, and there's consequences for that. But what does that mean for us today? Well, first, let's start with the definition of sin. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I I love to talk about sin, and mostly because I think we don't talk about it enough. When we talk about disciple-making, sin is a part of what it means to be human. Sin, and the definition that I use it, is that there's anything that separates us from God. What we see in the arc of Scripture is that God desires to be with us. He pursues us. He chases after us. Jesus on earth is God trying to be in a relationship with you. And so sin is anything that separates us from that. You sin, I sin, I've sinned today, right? Like it just happens. It happens to all of us. And so When we read something in the Old Testament that talks about the sins of the father, it's easy to think, well, am I dealing with the sins of my own dad? And the answer is kind of, right? When we begin to lean in to who Christ is, when we lean into our relationship with him, he takes that sin from us, but still there's a consequence for sin. And so unrepentant sin has a consequence and, and even sin that we've repented from has a, has a worldly consequence, right? In that separation, bad things happen. Here's a, a great example. My parents got divorced and it was a tough thing for them. It was a tough decision to make. I know that they made it prayerfully and thoughtfully and they did it, right? And that sin, because God doesn't promote divorce, that sin has an impact on how I view relationships. Now, does that make them bad humans? No, 
No, it makes them humans. It makes them sinful humans. And I have to deal with the generational sin that comes with that. My brothers and sisters have to deal with that generational sin. And again, nobody's fault. Like they, they made absolutely the right choice for them. I'm not mad at them. There's no malice here. And yet there's always a consequence for sin. When I'm prideful, there's a consequence. Sometimes my pride has a consequence that affects my sons and my daughters, right? So when we talk about generational sin, we're talking about sin that's passed down from one generation to the next. On my mom's side of the family, one of the sins that is just very real is we're kind of wired for addiction. My grandfather had some addiction problems. Uh, My mom has wrestled with it off and on and has done so well with it. And I have wrestled with addiction issues. Those are the sins of my father, so to speak, my grandfather in this case. Now, did he do it on purpose? No, he probably got it from someone else. The thing is, is that we have to lean into those consequences and surrender them at the foot of the cross. And so I have repented of that sin. And I'm praying that those sins break the generational uh, from mine to my boys, right? And my girl. That's what it means to deal with the sins of the father is that we have to confess and lean in. We have to be aware. We have to be wise, right? We have to understand that we all need a savior and we need to turn to the Lord. And when we have those kind of problems in our family tree, they're just real. And it's not anyone's fault, but that doesn't mean that has to be our legacy, Right? I love the way that uh, I found this article on Crosswalk.com, and it, it says it like this. It says, even with a, such a confession, like the confession of sin, comes after one has lived an entire life of willful disobedience to God's law, some consequences will naturally follow, but the legacy will not be sin. Right? Because I've now repented of that sin, my legacy will not be sin. Instead, my legacy will be of Jesus Christ. All of us have issues that are hard. All of us have issues that are sinful. All of us deal with our stuff, right? Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's ego. Maybe it's anger. And whether I wish it was true or not, everybody's passing something on to their kids. That's the brokenness of humanity. You've heard me talk about the wounds before on this podcast. That's the nature of the wound, the epistemic consequence of sin. We live in a broken world and we're all broken people. And guess what? I'm passing my brokenness on to my kids. Well, I'm trying not to, but I know it happens. They've got brokenness too. And so I repent of my sin and I hope they repent of our generational sin as well. And we continue to surrender that to the cross. Now, because of what Christ did, On that cross, we are not defined by the sin. We're not defined by the sin. Instead, we're defined by the blood that was shed for us, for you. Christ died a blameless death so that you may be blamed no more. What a powerful testimony to the cross. I'm so excited that we all get to be a part of that story. 
because our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, changed the narrative forever when it comes to sin. We all have stuff in our family tree. You're not going to be able to avoid it. Maybe you put it there. Maybe somebody else put it there. But it is there. And it's okay. All we have to do is surrender that at the foot of the cross and trust that the Lord will take it from us. Trust that God will show up and be there. Trust that even though the consequences have been handed down for generations, it doesn't have to go to the next generation. That same article in Crosswalk that I'll link to in the show notes, it ends by saying this, the sins of the father are no match for the righteous and sacrifice of the son. Friends, that's something we can hold on to. The sins of the father are no match for the righteousness and the sacrifice of the son. If you're a parent and you're listening to this, I just want to encourage you. Lead yourself to Jesus. Lead your kids to Jesus. Let him heal your family wounds. As always, friends, I'm so thankful for the trust that you give me by listening, for walking with me on this journey, and I can't wait to see what God does next. If you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find at TWMilt on almost all the social media platforms. And remember, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.